Hey. Say hi. Look at this. Not even a virtual background. That's that's I just know. how how uh, we are upgrading in this world. Seems like yeah. It. <laughs> I will say. So what is this episode twelve? By the way, this is episode twelve. Yeah. Okay, episode twelve. So I just want to let you know that we mm. are we like made part of our garage. So I'm in the garage right now. And of course, like you and I love infrared stuff. Like we love like the infrared lights and like the infrared sauna. So Taylor was like, oh, like we need a heater for the garage because it gets pretty cold in here. It's not insulated. He got Mm -hmm. an infrared heater for the garage. And I turned it on this morning when I woke up and like the whole garage is like warmer than the inside right now. Like the inside of the house. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm That's like, plus. oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ooh, infrared sauna. Like, can I put this in a small room and then get really hot? Or like, what's yeah. the deal? But yeah, we are decking out. Um, I basically pulled the trigger on like a squat rack, all of the gym stuff, like flooring and an assault bike and stuff. You know, like the- You pulled the trigger bikes. as in like, you're not going to do it or you are doing it. Like, oh, sorry. Pull I pulled the-, the trigger like we bought it. Like it's coming. Oh, okay. Next because the yeah, way I like was thinking gym. about it, when you say pull the trigger, it's like, oh no, I, I, I think maybe that's pull the plug, but like I pulled the trigger. So <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's pull the plug. We don't want to do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, that, that sounds so, yeah. awesome. So I'm just super excited because I just want to be able to work out here like whenever I want. You know, like I don't, uh, where we live now in Boise, Idaho, there is not a gym that's like super close. And the only one that is, is one of those like really janky, like anytime fitness that's open 24 seven, but it's kind of like, like a business office that got converted to a gym, you know, like it's very <laughs> like small and, and anyways, I don't know. I just rather be able to like have it as you know, like, well, for CrossFit, like you need to go and do that. But like for yeah. me, like I could do my, if you give me like I don't know, like, I guess like a six foot space, like I can do my workouts anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. And what, what, yeah. what did you, what did you say you, you got, you're getting a salt bike? Uh, sorry. I, what else was it? Um, an assault bike. So the one that has the arms as well, because I don't want to have to buy a rower separate and you can always just do the arms. You can always just do the legs or you can do both. So an assault bike, um, we're getting like a squat rack, right? Um, so like the barbell and everything, all the different weights, I think up to like 200 pounds. And then, um, what was, uh, like a box jumping thing as well. And then like some bands, because I want to start doing not like, I'm not going to like be doing CrossFit, but I want to be able to start doing pull-ups more and more and -hmm. working on like my upper body. And so I need the bands to kind of like hold my weight a little bit to like help me. Cause yeah. believe it or not, I used to be able to do, um, like pull-ups, like no problem during like the volleyball days. Um, and so now it's kind of like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy for you because, um, yeah, I mean, whether you like to call it CrossFit or not, I suppose, you know, if you do it at home, it's still a form of CrossFit. You're doing like multiple different exercises and things like that. And I always like to say to like people, especially, especially women who tend to refrain from doing like upper body exercising. It's like, you should be able to do a pull-up like essentially, you know, like like that should be somebody's goal. I think, I think it's a good long-term goal. If if you can do a pull-up, especially as a woman where like upper body strength is sort of, uh, 
has it's been i don't know like sort of shoved off to the side and in favor of like just doing squats for your booty all day long but you your upper body strength is like really important as well. Like you got to be able to do a pull-up. That's you know? so that's literally okay, Josh. Like truer words have never been said because it's honestly like I think I was telling someone like the weights I use, and I don't use anything crazy, but like I do a lot of different like um like shoulder presses and stuff like that. And like sometimes I'll use twenty on each arm or like fifteen pounds. This is pounds, and like that is like probably the max I want to go. But like, I have friends that are like, oh, I wouldn't go like above five. Like you're going to get really big arms. And I'm like, no, like that's not really how it works. Like peak volleyball time. Like, cause I played D1 volleyball, right. For about a year in college, we would have weight training sessions and then we would have cardio sessions and then we'd have actually practice. So at one point we were doing like, uh, in our off season in summer, when we train before the fall season starts, we would have two days where they're like you know, two, two hour practices in New York, like wicked heat, like the worst heat you can imagine. And there's no AC and like these old school gyms. Um, and then you would basically have like a weight training session as well during the day. So your weight training session, like we would always record what we did, right? So you'd record our mile time. We would record, you know, um, our squat amounts that we could do squatting and stuff. And I will tell you, like my thighs were like, because volleyball, like you're playing at a certain level, like my my thighs were like, they're the biggest they've ever been, but they were so strong. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Like I was just like leaned out, like all muscle, but like, I still like, like you wouldn't be able to be like, Oh, like that Nicole, like her thighs are huge. Like she's like pretty burly. Right. It just, I just looked like a normal person from day to day. And then I like mm. would put on, you know, the volleyball booty shorts as we call them. Cause they're so small. <laughs> and then you'd be like, Oh wow. Okay. Like they all have pretty gnarly thighs and it's like, well, no yeah. shit. We're jumping. We're like squatting 24 <laughs> seven. Like, exactly. but I do like the part where they made us do weightlifting. Like, I think mm. it's so important because a lot of people forget that weightlifting can help with sprinting, especially we've always had to do sprinting and volleyball and like for tryouts, especially, well, you probably can relate to like, well, maybe not, but trying out for sports, <laughs> you always had to hit certain things, you know, <laughs> sorry, Josh. And I remember like one time, um, I guess I started incorporating weightlifting more with a coach and my sprinting got so much better, mm. like r- so much better. Um, and I remember I was like sick and I had strep throat and then I had to go like um, recover and then do like the tryouts for like varsity, you know, volleyball in high school. And I remember like, I was like, oh, this is like easier than I thought because like my legs just had more muscle and they just had like the, the power to like push me further. So I think if people are training for running, you need to also do like the weightlifting and like the recovery and like everything to like, just build up the knee. Cause I think people can run but you need to like do the other stuff too. So you're not like stick thin, just like, you know, like just, just doing the running, like mm. kind of like mix some things in there and strengthen those legs as well. Uh, like a hundred percent. And I mean, you touched on so many things there, but like so many, so many women look at uh, like these CrossFit athletes, these, these like women that literally spend their entire lives training for the CrossFit games, whatever. And they think they're going to get bulky if they start lifting a few weights. Like, no, you're not. First of all, first of all, those, they literally eat, sleep. That is their entire life. And they train twice a day for six days a week. They lift insane amounts of weight. And, 
and the, the amounts of calories they consume is just above the normal threshold for anybody. Like it's, it's literally the, yeah, it's, the it's hard you- to look like that. Like yeah. it's hard to build that muscle and look like that. You, me doing 15 pounds for like, you know, or doing like a yeah. 50 pound cleaning and press, like, no, that's not going to do it. Like, <laughs> sorry, no, but yeah. like, don't worry about your muscle building overnight to be like super burly. It's not yeah. going to happen. But I, it is true though, because like I hear it, well, you hear it your whole life and you're like, especially as being like a girl and you're like, mm. Mm, I don't know about that, but you were, <laughs> I was skeptical at one point too, but I'm like, uh, you know what? I was doing volleyball and I never really got like, and I was peak performance and peak lifting and peak everything. And I never really like got big. I just like, if you, if you told me to flex my arm, yeah, it's probably, it's probably going to be a little bit more, uh, strong than you would have thought <laughs> toned, toned, toned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but 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 the, yeah. the 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 interesting thing is is like um your legs are by far the biggest muscles in your body and yeah. i'm definitely not like a nutritionist or expert or like sports scientist but You're i know not? For f- no <laughs> but i know for a fact that if you if you want to get stronger if you want to lose weight quickly like yes cardio is good but resistance training and squatting and things like that will just take your will take your like your fat loss to another level because those muscles those huge entire like leg muscles have to they are containers they're basically a big container for calories like they are going to force your body to like get all the energy it needs so if you want to, like, I find resistance training, if, if I go without it, it I, f- I feel so weak. And I feel like, just like, like you said, like, just a bit like sticky, you know, like, yeah, like I can't move at the best pace that I want to move at. So it's so important that you do those like foundational exercises, like squatting, bench pressing, yeah. pull ups. Oh, yeah. If you can focus on, like just those three and deadlifts those four like every week you are sorted so I do have a story for you Josh because I think for like all the ladies listening because I think when I initially lost the 25 pounds doing carnivore I wanted to talk about my workout routine because I think people are like oh she probably just worked out really hard or restricted calories which Mm. I didn't either (laughs) like there was you know zero cognition of how many calories I was eating or any, like, you know, any conscientious thought about, Hey, how many calories am I eating? Um, so I was doing the carnivore diet, right. I started that in April, 2020. And at the same time, I started a program where I could work out at home. And I basically was doing, um, three to four weightlifting exercise a week. And I was doing one cardio session. And when I mean one cardio session, Like it wasn't like me doing spin because at the time my knee was still um, like recovering. So I wasn't like doing, you know, like a heavy spin, high intensity workout, you know, it was more like, oh, I would do like 30 minutes, like cycling on the bike, just like Mm -hmm. very even keel, whatever. So I was able to lose 25 pounds by eating carnivore, doing weightlifting three to four times a week. And again, this is peak COVID, right? So I'm not, I didn't have access to a gym. I had like a couple different weights. I, I used mostly body weight, to be honest. I had like a 20 pound um, dumbbell, the one that's like, you know, you can do like so much with. So if you're ever like wondering like what to buy, 
um, buy like a set of two pound weights that you can use like here for squats. You can squat like this, or you can push up, but I would get, um, a set of two, like 10 pound weights for females. I would get a 20 to 25 pound kettlebell. Um, and then I would also probably get, um, some bands like resistant bands for your legs. So that's like all I used. Cause that's the only thing I could get access to. Like I had my spin bike at home, but like, I didn't really use it that much. Cause like, I just didn't like how I felt just doing cardio and also like, no offense, but like when I'm on a bike too long, like not no offense, but when you're on a bike too long, like, mm. and you're sitting and you're not standing and sitting, like, it's not great for like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like down there, like there has been times I one time did like a two hour spin class, like, and I swear to God, like I could, I was numb down there. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, Especially if you don't um, wear like cycling pants and they have those like skinny seats and yes, oh, no, it's yes. oh my God. So terrible. I will say the Peloton seat is way comfier. Like they have some cushion in their seat, but mm. like, I wouldn't spend $2,000. Like I usually get like a 600, $700 bike at most. Like the salt bike is $700. Mm. Um, but like you can use that forever and you can be a guy or a girl and use it. It's how much effort you put into it. Um, yeah. And like, also like, I don't know. I just think it's, it's better for like that, doing that before you get warm. Right. That thing is the nastiest thing I've ever, like the salt Are you bike, like having PTSD? <laughs> so much. Like I've had some rough, rough workouts with that thing because I mean, for those that don't know, the salt bike is literally this bicycle slash like arm movements, like uh, what, what do you call those things? Elliptical type thing. But basically what you're doing is you're moving your arms while you're moving your legs. And the reason why this is so difficult is your extremities, it literally restricts the, the blood flow to both your extremities. So, so you're using all of your extremities to get this movement going. And it is so nasty. Like it yeah. can take you from, it can just humble you. Let me put it that way. It's just like one humbling experience. Oh, yeah. That thing. But one thing to say, so, and I'll get to like the assault bike part, probably even more, but like, yeah, like you don't even need a bike. Like, honestly, like walking mm. outside is free, but that's basically what I was doing. Like, so three mm. to four times a week, weightlifting, one cardio session of like 30 minutes, maybe like very aerobic, not like high intensity. And I was able to lose 25 pounds. So, you know, yeah. people say abs are yeah. in the kitchen, right? Which is like so true because it's really, it's like your diet and what you're doing, but like, that's not a lot of exercise, right, Josh? Like that's pretty like low key. And the thing is I'd wake up every morning and do it. We had a 600 square foot apartment. Okay. Like this is where I was doing my work. Like that's really small. Like, mm. so I'm just saying like, people can do it. Like you can do yeah. it. Like, you know, you only need like a, a yoga mat or something like, and I'm telling you, if you get like two 10 pound weights, like one 20 pound dumbbell and like some bands, like you're, you're chilling. Oh, and ankle weights. I did a lot of stuff for like PT for my knees, but. And can you, can you imagine like there's so many meat-based carnivore keto enthusiasts out there that are on the diet, but they're not exercising. Yeah. And they, they like to sort of complain that something's, listen, it is just one of those things that moving your body in some form or another is just so essential to health. So if you can, if you eat the diet, yeah. cool, it's the diet is like 80% of the work, but the other 20% is like 
what you're saying, just body weight exercise, simple stuff, 10 minutes a day. You don't have to overdo yeah. it. And then just like mindfulness. And things, yeah. yeah do, a bu- do a bunch of squats. That like Go literally, for a walk. Yeah. That's all you have to do. But but don't assume that diet alone is going to like make you feel optimal because I think movement is like it's like this feedback loop. It's like the better yeah. you move, the better you eat. And then they just feed each other. And yes. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just, you just oh, get into this. Yeah. <laughs> you are like preaching and, it, and it's so true. And again, like you and I are here, we're here to like give you tools to reach peak health. You know, like we're giving you tools to do it. Yes. You can eat a really like clean, you know, single ingredient foods. Right. And you can like, you know, feel great from that. That's only part of it. Right. Like if you're smoking cigarettes, if you're like, we talked about in the last episode, all the toxins and stuff, if you're constantly Mm. exposed to toxins, you're smoking cigarettes all the time, or, you know, like you're, you're eating a whole, you know, dozen of, you know, donuts every Sunday or something. That's a weird example. But anyway, what I'm saying is that we're here to give you the tools. So like just the diet is like one tool that you can use but there's all these different tools that you have available to you that are going to help you live a long life, a healthy life. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about libido. We're going back to sex. (laughs) We're going back to sex. Um, You're like, I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, So we were talking about like, you know, things that, you know, can rev you up. Right. Um, I had oysters yesterday and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, ooh, oysters, you know? And I will say I had one of the biggest ones I've ever had. That sounds really gross. Let me just take that back a second. I had one of the largest oysters that I've ever seen. Like, I think it was this big, you guys. It was it was a thick boy, okay? And um, I look at Taylor and I'm like, yeah, this is my last oyster. Like, I'm going to make sure, take my fork, make sure it moves, you know, so it can come out of the thing. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, uh, but like, who that was like, it was the biggest bite like I've ever had. You know what I mean? Like it was just a huge bite. Like I would never yeah. put that much. Anyways, and then I swallowed it and I was like, I think I'm good on oysters for a little bit. But um, the thing is, is that I had oysters after we'd already, you know, done the deed that day. So it's kind of like, am I going to like redo it? But anyways, oysters are an aphrodisiac like a hundred percent. But also like, I think eating clean is an aphrodisiac because when you do eat pizza, when you do eat, you know, more dairy than usual, more sugar than usual, right? Like it creates, well, one, it creates gas, like hundred percent. And like, it creates the bloating and like, you're also so tired. Like you don't want to like, you don't want to go hump, you know? No. Like you're like, I don't want to go hump. But my friend was telling me exercise for her is what revs her up. She noticed the correlation um, and she kept a diary of what she was eating just to see. And she said that it was the working out that did it for her, that put her in the mood. And it's Mm -hmm. like, hell yeah, right? That's like revving up the testosterone. That's, you know, getting your body going. It's like knowing that your body can do these awesome things. And then Mm -hmm. like, you're like ready for more. So it's like, it's a signal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a signal to your, like, it's a signal to your your sort of be, your your being that like when you when you feel that way that's a good thing like it's a 
yeah it, you're doing something right you know like i'll be sitting in the sauna like the sauna for me is one i'll be sitting in the sauna and i'll, and I'll like i'll be ready to go from the sauna i don't know what it is about saunas wait <laughs> really heat. that's so yeah. interesting oh my yeah. god i told you about how it's like i would do them with taylor and like literally <laughs> it's like the, the last thing well yes the last thing i'm like yeah did you just look uh, at my boob like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, cause you're both sitting there naked and it's kind of like, you yeah. know, but, um, I'll actually, I'll actually have to ask him because I never actually asked him if he's like revved up after the sauna, but there is something about that. Like, so there was this cancer person. Wow. That sounds interesting. There cancer was this <laughs> cancer practitioner I was listening to. She runs a cancer Institute. I think I send you this podcast episode. I don't know if you listen to it, but basically this girl has an integrative approach to dealing with cancer. Um, mm -hmm. So that means that she believes that, yes, there are treatments like, um, what is it? Uh, oh my God. What is the thing where they zap it? Chemo, oh, sorry. Chemotherapy, chemotherapy yeah. radiation therapy, et cetera. She believes in those things, but she knows that there's preventative things that you can do, the environmental toxins piece, right? And all the different things that you can stop doing or get exposure to to help reduce your risk of cancer so mm. it was like pretty fascinating and like blowing my mind and one of the things that she found was in all of her patients that she had um, that came in for like treatment at the place the cancer treatment center all of them or I think she said 98 percent had low vitamin d levels and she was talking a lot about vitamin D, which we have a huge deficiency right now, especially in the US and all over the world. But one of the things is what she said is that vitamin D is actually responsible for, um, it influences basically over 3000 genes in your body. And it's actually responsible for the functionality of most organs in your body. And I was like, that's incredible. Holy moly. I was like, I had like, I just did not know that. Like the level of that. I was like, ah, you know, uh, you get vitamin D, like, you know, from the sun and like whatever, mm. right? Like it turns mm. your cholesterol into like, you know, vitamin D and it helps your body. But I didn't know like the level. So she was saying that was a trend with a lot of people that had cancer. And then also the other thing was most people that did get cancer, they had some type of trauma that happened to them. Yeah. Um, I that. and I thought that yeah I did not know did you know about that like I had no idea about that yeah Dr. Dr. Gabor Mata's uh work on trauma um he 100% believes that it's a manifestation of your is trauma is he South so, African no no he's the he's the oh. guy that he... he's he's Canadian I think he's Canadian okay but he wrote he wrote the book uh when the body says no and um also in, in the okay. realm of hungry ghosts uh close encounters with addiction but he's like one of my like just one of those people that I, I follow like dearly and he's just got so much wisdom he's like this old like shamanic type doctor that used to work in the er but he he showed how like uh, especially an example is like ladies with breast cancer um there was a strong correlation between breast cancer and an early childhood or sorry, a strong correlation between breast cancer and, and the ability to not say no. So you get these women that work really hard and they can't say no and they work insane hours. And there's a, so there's such a strong correlation between that and breast cancer. And like, listen, environmental toxins plays a huge part to this, but your trauma does too. 
So she, he yeah. also showed that uh, people that were anorexic um, were more likely to have been uh, molested or had been sexually abused as kids. So if you, if you, if you uh, were anorexic and you had like an, a, a sort of bulimic eating disorder, there was a yeah. strong correlation between that and being um, sexually abused when you were a kid. And I can confirm that with people that yeah. I know. So that's yeah. the crazy thing is it just shows you the, the level of influence that a trauma has on the, on yeah. your body. Yeah. It's, it's, crazy. it's all. So the thing is, it's all tied together, right? So like everything is tied together. So whether people think that working out is not going to help them or not, like it's going to help you. But the interesting part that you bring up is the breast cancer, because that is the one where here's the thing. I thought that if you don't have the BRCA gene, that you have a very, 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 very low, almost impossible chance of getting it because they base a lot, what, what they tell the, not the public, but what is kind of like the story that's been told is that, Hey, like if you don't have the BRCA gene, like let's say your mom had breast cancer and let's say my mom had breast cancer and I don't have the BRCA gene. So then like I'm at ease and I don't have to worry, but what they found about breast cancer was it actually is less than 5% part of the gene less than 5% is actually based on if someone has the gene or not, like the BRCA gene for getting exposed to cancer. That's what she was saying, which I did not know. I'm like less than 5%. I was like, that's a freaking toss up. Like it literally doesn't even matter if you have the gene or not. And, mm -hmm. and that's different than the story I've been told. And then the second thing she said, which blew my mind, which I don't know why I didn't think about this. The reason why mothers and daughters usually both, they have a higher chance of getting breast cancer, both of them. So if the mother has breast cancer, the daughter has the higher chance of getting breast cancer. And she said, this actually wasn't because of genes. This was actually because whatever the mom was exposed to, whether that's an environmental toxin or whatever was going on in the house, like maybe a mold toxicity or something like that, most likely, or foods they were eating, most likely the daughter had the same exposure. So mm. that's why you get these two. It's, it's the, it's the environment that they're in. And my mind was just like, like, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, why did I not even think about this? So it actually was what they were exposed to because they lived in the same household. And I was mm. like, that makes so much more sense. Like that, why, like, you know, so anyways, so just for people out there, genes are yes, a part of you. And you can look more into this on your own about genes and how much they influence, but they're not everything, right? Like yeah. they're not everything. Um, so just know that you still, like if you have the BRCA gene, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to get breast cancer, right? It's up to you. Are you exposing yourself to toxins every day? Are mm -hmm. you eating healthy? You know, and she, of course, as the cancer lady was talking about the processed food, um, you know, the glyphosate that's on all of our plants. And of course, in all of the processed food. So she did like, it was nice seeing a health practitioner, someone that's in the cancer world. That's like a big person. Um, talk about that because I just mm. thought that everyone just ignored it, but like, she's, she's like, she's dialed, man. Um, yeah. what's so, her, what's her name? What's yeah. her name? Do you know, do you remember? <sighs> let me, let me look really quick. Cause I, like, we need to really start like sharing screen on here. We can make it more interactive next next time. I we'll know. Start sharing I think you. I things. think you blocked me from sharing screen though. Remember? Allow. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Remember, I was trying okay, to do well, it. Okay. So her name is uh, Doctor Keneally. 
That's um, a and okay. I listened to her on an episode that came out in February 2020, uh, 2022. Sorry, 2022. So How her name is Doctor. Uh, yeah, it's Lay Aaron. So L E I G H Aaron yeah. Connolly. C O N N E A L Y. And she's an MD, and she's also the medical director at a cancer center for healing and center for new medicine. Mm-hmm. So she also wrote a book, which is called The Cancer Revolution, which I actually want to read because I only got a snippet, right? So I'm like, oh my God, like all this stuff. But yeah, and then she also talked about going in the sun, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're all like, you know, like (laughs) avoiding it. But it was, I don't know, it was just so interesting and kind of like, kind of scary because it's like everywhere. Like I just went on a podcast with my friend Maria (laughs) and um, she talks more about relationships, but Um, I told her about like the cancer stuff and like her, her mother had it, um, like breast cancer. So she wanted to like learn more. And I sent her this podcast and then like literally in her feed and stuff, it was like different clothes brands, which have like, um, toxic chemicals that are in their clothes because they're so cheaply made. Um, the PFAs are the wrappers of food, like, you know, food wrappers and stuff and how those like leach into the food when it's like to go food or fast food or whatever. Um, and then like the plastics. So she's now like getting inundated (laughs) with like all this stuff. And she's like, she sends it to me and I'm like, dude, like it's, it's maddening. Right. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And like, we, we so, we so complex as like human beings, like you can focus on not getting breast cancer, but it's not to say that something else is not going to like, you know, spring up. But totally. the point is, is that just like, just doing the best you can with what you have, not being, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not being a hypochondriac or somebody who's like hypervigilant, like, you know, these people that are like super nervous of EMFs to the point where, they they can't walk around the city because they're looking at all the like electric like electrical shit and it's just making them have anxiety it affects you can't let it affect your way of life right like yeah exactly the fact is that do your best realize that yes there are like tons of toxins that are coming at you but listen if you were living in the wild chances are you're gonna have tons of shit wanting to eat you as well so it's like it's just you know (laughs) what i'm saying there's no different it's no different (laughs) trade-off there's a there's a trade-off but don't let it try not to let it like influence you to the point where you become so like obsessed about every detail of your environment that you can't live your life to 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 the best you can you know just do the do the best you can with what you have and obviously if you like the I think we spoke about this before, but like the things that you do every single day, like that, that should be your starting point. Like, what do you brush your teeth with? What do you cook your food in? What do you spray yourself yeah. with? Uh, where do you spend most of your time? Like those sort of things. Like, I think the rest doesn't matter, but the things that you're putting on your body and inside your body every day, those should be like interrogated probably with a bit more, uh, like a bit oh, more yeah. serious, serious thought, you know, then it's, it's kind of like, you have to like the things that you have within your control, like working out, eating single ingredient foods, you know, getting some sunshine now and then, right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not inundating yourself with fragrances, right. Or like, you know, different, I guess, stuff that you're putting on your face or your skin that have like, you know, cancer causing ingredients, right. Those are things that are within your control, right. Cause I always like, 
if you can change those things that are in your control, cool. Cause you, you can't control everything else. Like we had someone that knocked on our door the other day and they're like, Hey, like we're spraying for pesticides at your neighbor's houses on both sides. Do you want us to also spray your house? And it's like for bugs and everything. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good dog. Um, but like the <laughs> thing you. is that sucks is that you're like, well, that's one thing that I don't have control over, right? Like obviously the pesticides that are going to be sprayed against like my fence and stuff at my neighbors, like I probably don't want to be outside that day with the dogs, you know, hanging mm -hmm. out when they're like spraying stuff. Um, so like there's stuff like that, that's out of your control. And I didn't really even give it a second thought. I was just like, okay, well, this, this is an example of something where I don't have control over it. So I'm exactly. just kind of like, at least I have control over like, a through z in my house <laughs> yeah and you, <laughs> you know and like what i'm doing you, you could have easily been that person that would be like what the fuck like you spraying yeah. pesticides like give them like a flyer on pesticides or something like <laughs> again again like back to the complex being complex beings you might be worried about the pesticides giving you like some sort of cancer but your rage and your reaction to that is probably going to cause some sort of other thing inside your body anyway do you know what i'm saying it's like where do yes. you choose to put your energy? You know, it's like, is it worth getting angry over? Because chances off you you like angry all the time. That's like, that's like, you know, heading for like some sort of heart disease there because you're holding yeah. all your anger inside. It's, that's like that sort of thing that you, that people would have got to be like, just vigilant of, you know, it's like oh. how you are reacting to the outside world. It's, it's kind of crazy, right? Remember that girl that was so mad about the guy dropping weights at the gym? That example I gave you where like, mm. she was like, do you hear that guy dropping weights? And I was like, yeah, bro. Looks like he's lifting a lot. Good for him. And she's like, oh. but you know, um, there's people like that. And I think that's so true, but you know, back to like the trauma and walking around with anger. Um, I do think like therapy helps so much. Like I think therapy gets a bad rep, but like I've been, I've had a therapist like most of my life mm. and I actually like really enjoyed it because it's just someone like impartial that you can talk to. That's not biased. That's genuinely just like there to listen. And you kind of just talk things out and you're like, a lot of therapy is just talking things out and like saying things yourself. And you're like, Oh snap. Like, yeah. okay. I just, I just realized what my problem is. So if you do feel like, you know, you are angry all the time and like, I don't know, like you just feel kind of like, you know, there, there's sometimes is traumas that happen to you earlier in life. Like what we talked about, grief is not linear, right? Like dealing with a trauma is not linear, right? They come out in different phases of your life. And maybe, you know, you being angry all the time, right. Is like you dealing with a trauma that hasn't really been dealt with, you know? So I think that if someone can go and get therapy, meditate, and like, just look inward. I know we say this a lot, look inward, look inward, could be meditating, look inward, could be, you know, journaling to really find out the root cause looking inward could be, you know, talking to friends and family and be like, Hey, like, do you, you know, like I, I tend to do this a lot, you know, like, can you like, tell me like, just honestly, like, you know, like what your thoughts are on this, you know, it could be talking to friends and family. It could be going to therapists. There's so many different things. Um, for looking inward, but I think, um, I don't think it's healthy to walk around angry and be holding on to things or maybe not even know why you're angry. So like, you know, like there's no shame in seeking help. Like I told you, I've had a therapist like most of my life and it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've actually got, a, I, I've got a term for this. I call it 
post-traumatic self-compassion. So, you know, you have PTSD. Yeah. So so that's, I mean, essentially going to therapy is in and of itself, it's it's a form of self-therapy. You just at least speaking to somebody about it. And chances are most of your realizations are going to come through yourself. It's not going to be the therapist telling you what to do. It's going to be you speaking to her her asking the or her him asking the right questions and you are going to be the one that comes up with it but more often yeah. than not it's like back to dr gabor mata he calls it compassionate self inquiry and essentially what it is is being self compassionate with your with the fact that if you were hurt or traumatized or whatever the answer is not to sort of feed that with distraction or whatever. It's just to be like completely kind to yourself and understand yourself a bit better. So yeah, I like to call it post-traumatic self-compassion. It's like turn the worst Aww, thing yeah. in your life that happened to you into the thing that's informed you the most and make, made you the most self-compassionate person. Because if you can do that, you are so ready for any challenge really there is. Well, you're going to be better off, right? And you're going to be prepared. 100%. If if you look at somebody like Oprah, Oprah, like Mm -hmm. she's gone through the worst like sexual abuse like that somebody could go through. I didn't even know that actually. Yeah. she. I mean, that's what happened to her. She was, she was, she was raped as a, as a child. Yeah. Oh God. So she turned the worst thing that ever happened, the worst mm-hmm. thing that could ever happen to somebody, like that's on top of the list, nearly. And she used that as energy to move forward. It's like you can either take the thing that's hurt you and like suffocated you like all your life, or whatever. You can take that yeah. and you can try and use it as a distraction or use it as an excuse to get things you want. Or like, you know, you get people that are like almost... You, you, my, my point is you can get some people that like go through cancer treatments, they beat cancer and they almost become like egotistical about it. It's like almost like they've beaten mm. something. And I don't know if you ever noticed, I've noticed a few examples of this. Maybe it's not present in your life, but there's certain people that have gone through cancer therapy, beaten it, come through the other side and they, they're kind of more egotistical than they were before. But then you get some people, yeah, yeah. It's like almost like you know, I've beaten this thing. It's like this thing that I had to beat. It's not some. Instead of asking yourself the question, why, why maybe did this happen to me, or you know, what's the what's yeah. the what's the, what's the disease trying to show me? It's like, yes, these like modern diseases of the gut and stuff can be cured by carnivore and meat-based and I'm a full advocate of that but I'm also 100% down with asking okay let's go to the roots like what actually got you there and how can we heal it from the most holistic way you know not just using one force to heal it so yeah that's so interesting. yeah, it's so interesting. And I think what you're talking about is like, yeah, like changing your diet isn't going to just fix you. Like we're not here being like, oh yeah, carnivore is a cure-all. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is it is a catalyst to then having like, it does help mentally, like immensely, you know, you're not, I, you yeah. know, the anxiety goes away, the depression goes away, the up and down goes away, the mood swings go away, Right. Like that's what goes away. So if those things are gone, right, because of your diet and maybe your exercise and you're getting vitamin D now, 
then you can kind of be like, okay, I think I'm ready to attack this past trauma. Or you know what? Mm. I think I, I think I'm ready to like dive deeper, look inward, figure out what the fuck is going on, you know? So it's almost like a catalyst. It's like a starting point to like look inward. I, I think it's honestly just a starting point to look inward. And that's how it was for me. Because if I wasn't stable and I wasn't like mentally okay, I feel like I would have never been like, oh, I'm going to meditate now. Or you know what, like, you know, I was pretty, do you remember when I was pretty vocal about like changing my behavior, especially in a marriage? Do you remember yes. when I was like reading that book about like an alpha yeah. female, like in I was actually thinking about to that today, strangely yeah. enough. I remember oh wait, that. that's so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. It's very synchronous. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait, that's so weird. We're like on the same page. <laughs> must be the meat, must be the ribeyes. Yeah, no. <laughs> but there is something to say about that is that I feel like um, like if you're not open to change, if you're not open to making yourself better, then maybe you should look at what you're doing with your day and like those different components or those different tools and you should utilize them, right? Because like, I think the joy of life is living each day, becoming better and being better than you were yesterday, right? Like, is that weird to say that? Like, I think that's one of the joys of life is like, continually like I don't know continually improving you know mm. over time mm. like mm. a fine a fine uh 40 400 year 400 day old age steak <laughs> exactly and and I, and I will add like I, I I was I was pondering this it's so weird that she's speaking about this sometimes sometimes improving for somebody can mean a couple of things it can mean accepting letting go and allowing whatever's so what my what i'm saying is don't for some people don't mistake because i was this person don't mistake improvement as you having to get somewhere or build up something or read more books or mm -hmm. do more meditations or you know eat more perfectly you know sometimes growth or improve or like improvement can actually mean it's like accepting the thing that happened to you accepting something in your day mm -hmm. that i'm not, not saying has to be big but that is like a form of improvement it's just a lot of people don't see that and there's a paradox there because when you let go and you allow and you accept the sort of i don't know feelings of shame or guilt or anger or despair or whatever whatever like the, the normal human emotions that everyone experiences if you can accept those there's a huge paradox. They they tend to allow you to grow more without you even having to distract yourself with, you know, so-called, I don't know, you know, improvements. Uh yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? But 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 yeah. but everyone goes through a stage. So like you, people go through stages. Like I went through huge, like typical self-improvement stages, and I and they've helped tremendously. But also I've been through stages where like the accepting has been just as just as beneficial as those like very like linear stages of growth, basically for me. Yeah. I found, you know that's, what I'm saying? Josh, that's a really good call out because I don't want people to be like, oh, I read 30 pages instead of 20 pages <laughs> yesterday. You know what I mean? Like I think it's yeah, yeah, like let's just clarify, like it shouldn't be yeah. like that. But yeah, it could be accepting. I think for myself, it's the non-reactivity because like that was something where I was super reactionary, you know, and like that comes from the area of control. I wanted mm. to control everything, you know, like I've been called a control freak because I like things a certain way 
And I think I get that probably from my father's side, but like, it's just like the letting go part, you know, mm. like the realizing that, Hey, like if let's just <laughs> hope, hope this doesn't happen yet, but let's just say if Taylor overcooks the steak, I'm still going to be so thankful that I even have a husband who's cooking me food that I have steak to eat, you know, and that I can still like eat something, you know, and that's why there's butter anyway. Right. So, you know, um, (laughs) yeah. So like, there's just a different thing. So the, the non-reactivity has been huge because especially, and I told you this, I tell you this about work too. Like I have a high stress job and it's numbers based and the non-reactivity helps me so that when something does happen, like I had like two deals fall through on Friday, like literally back to back. And I was like, cool. Um, but the thing is, instead of like stressing out that like they didn't fall through, you can just like kind of pick up and like not spend that time stressing over two deals falling through and then like persevere to the third, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of interesting, I guess, in that regard that like the time you waste freaking out or the time you waste angry about something or the time you waste, you know, like, uh, slumping or what's the word like when you are sad or like you're just like ruminating I don't know yeah ruminating yeah yeah Yeah, at the time you waste ruminating you could have had another deal or Mm. you could have done xyz to set you up for success in the next deal so I kind of think about that and I like tell people like my advice is probably so bad but I tell people to care less it's Mm. not saying that you should not have an ideal you know conversation with your customer and care about your customer and care about all that but I just tell people like let things roll off of you. You know, Mm -hmm. like the more you let things roll off of you, the more you're impermeable, impermeable, what am I, what am I thinking? Impermeable, impenetrable. Impermeable. Why can't I say impermeable? (laughs) I can't say impermeable. So the more you let things roll off of you, right. Whether it's work, you know, just other stuff that happens that maybe annoys you you become like this impenetrable fortress Mm. of like solitude. Do you know what I mean? And like this energy just kind of like, you know, comes from you and you're just like, you're like a powerhouse and it's really weird. So I, I, my advice to people in a, in a work situation is care less. And it sounds so weird saying that, but like for the people that like get it and they're like, Oh, okay. Like their numbers go up, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's crazy, but yeah, that's my advice for people in the workplace. Care less, let things just roll off of you. You know, it's like that uh, Chumba Wumba song, right? I get knocked down, but I get up again. Like, you know, like. There it is. <laughs> there it is. So, yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to touch on, so my, I'm, I'm shifting gears big time, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, let's do it. I back that, but. Uh, I followed this um, fitness influencer and um, he shall remain nameless. You you won't know him, but he's like sort of in my circle of uh, like friends, let me say. Oh, okay. But, but I was going through his, I don't, I don't follow him, but I just sometimes go into his Instagram, see what's happening. Interesting. And somebody, it's like a somebody, trigger. Yeah. Somebody asked, somebody asked him like, what do you, so he's, he's a very shredded dude. Uh, fitness influencer done very well like super shredded and somebody asked him sorry what does uh, super straighted mean sorry is shredded a... like shredded like oh as shredded in, like yeah like, like yeah, in yeah, shape shredded. okay i was like was... what does slated mean <laughs> <My> ex- <laughs> no, no. super super shredded uh as okay. in he's got like 
perfect abs, you know, the physique, everything. But somebody asked him, what do you think the carnivore diet? And he said, no, it's not, it's not really optimal for human consumption or not really optimal for humans. And I, and I thought about this for a second and, and, and I've thought about it before. It's like, firstly, if somebody asked me that, I would firstly want to know more information. Like I wanted to, I would yeah. ask a better question. I'd, I'd firstly say to them, okay, are you talking about for physique wise? So for looks or for healing? Because those are two very different things, you know? He yeah. is a is a physique competitor. That's a completely different ball game. And that doesn't mean- I already have hel- something in my mind right now of like calorie counting and deficits and all that stuff, but go on. Yeah, so that so that means that like he he is going to be like it doesn't mean that you're healthy that you that shredded and that uh, lean. It doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy. First of all, I'll say that. But asking a better question, it's and this guy doesn't. What bugs me is like I have lost nearly a hundred pounds of fat, so I've got skin in the game with somebody that maybe wants to lose a lot of weight i can't tell you how to get as shredded as he can and to get that muscular physique because i have never done that um so my point is is that skin in the game plays a huge aspect in your answer to people so if you just throw out your answer to your audience of twenty thousand people if you just say to them hey yon i don't think it's optimal for for humans you are sending a message. It's the same as like, you know, the poor Saladinos and stuff of the world that just assume that everyone can eat fruits and whatnot. No, like, you know, context is everything. You need to ask, I would ask the person, first of all, like, hey, are are you talking about for physique now or for healing? Because if it's healing, then yes, it is probably optimal because it's going to get you to the place where your gut can actually heal. So anyway, totally. that was a trigger that for is me triggering. and I thought I'd bring it up. That is triggering. Even for me right now, like listening, because there's two things to that. One is that, so the first thing people have to remember is when you're bodybuilding, it's not a healthy cycle getting to that level, right? Getting to that shredded level is not a healthy way of doing that. There's usually a lot of calorie counting. There's usually a lot of protein, protein powder, which definitely yeah. has soy and other things in it. Um, you know, and there's, you know, really pushing yourself, limiting water intake. There's all these different things for bodybuilding. And ultimately, unless you're going to do bodybuilding, it's not adaptable and it's not healthy for 99% of people, right? Like it's, it's not, so let's just start there that this guy is doing something that's, you know, it's going to catch up with him later in his life, you know, yeah. like it will. Um, whether he has thyroid issues or I think it already issues, is whatever. <laughs> there you go slowly, right slowly. so <laughs> yeah so it's interesting to me because I like to comment on things and I can tell you like I was vegan remember for three months and it was the worst time of my life um, I've done low carb I've done calorie deficit I've had six-pack abs and that was like we said I was 90 minutes on the stair stepper doing all these different exercises. Um, and I still thought I was fat, remember? Mm. And I had mm. a six pack. Um, so the thing is, is that unless he has experience doing carnivore, I think you should shut the fuck up. 
that's honestly like my thing. Like I have done all the diets, all of the fad <laughs> diets I've done. I've done keto, I've done vegan, I've done low carb, I've done, uh, I tried doing like pescatarian, like, mm. you know, I've done like the whole foods situation, right? So like, I don't know, I can probably comment on that. I've done the deficits with calorie counting and everything. And that was honestly freaking hard, man. So I just think that if, if people can make a blanket statement on something, they haven't experienced themselves there, there is the problem, you know, yeah. there is a problem. What experience do you have doing carnivore? Absolutely zero. You're just going to make a blanket statement when you have no, no experience in it. Um, and you're doing something that actually is widely known to be unhealthy and will cost you your health at the end of the day with that bodybuilding. Exactly. And yeah. the, the reason why I also brought it up is because somebody else messaged me recently about it no 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 no. they they just messaged me (laughs) they they wanted to they wanted to know how to start a you know keto carnivore diet so the first thing I did like I thought about this like my my first inclination was to rush and give my answer and and tell them exactly what I would do you know if I had to start again what would I do I would do this 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 instead I said okay number one what are you doing are you trying to heal or are you trying to look good to me those are two separate things yeah, so totally. The, like there's starting point number one. So he sort of answered and he said, well, I've got these issues with, so it's healing. Okay, cool. Straight away healing. Okay, yeah. cool. So you want to heal. Second thing I said, what I would do, go brush up on good resources of people that are much better at this than I am. Like, you know, Kevin Stock, Judy Cho, Michaela Peterson, uh, Sean Baker, whatever. Yeah. Go read as much as you can first and just brush your own knowledge up first, because I'm not an expert. And then finally, like after those two things, third, I gave him a list of things that I would do now, like with the knowledge that I have now, what I would do to start. And, but, but my brain went through those filters first. So I no longer, I'm no longer that person on Instagram. And I, and I was, I mean, everyone is, but I'm no longer that person yeah. that just assumes that everything's going to be right for everyone. And that I'm just going to throw this blanket statement out there, you know, like it just doesn't work, you know? So I think it's it's a super important topic. Can probably get way more into it into another episode, but I thought it was really interesting, like how that probably gets thrown out. The fact that he's doing it, can you imagine how many other like fitness influencers are doing it? Because there's probably a lot. Oh yeah. And remember too, like remember too, like I always say, follow the money depending how big like an influencer is too, like there's certain brands that are backing you as well, like certain protein powders, certain, um, I don't know, like any type of products, like protein bars, like you name it, like you'd be surprised, but a lot of these people, they have pretty big contracts with these companies. Organ supplements. (laughs) Yeah. Organ supplements. Right. Um, so I would just say like, you know, follow the money, but also like the thing that's the funniest thing, Josh, that it's not optimal for humans. This is carnivore and like the ancestral diet. This is how humans have been eating for mm. the majority of the time that we've been on the planet. 100%. Okay. 100%. So like, that's like the funniest part. Just if you just take yeah. apart even his own experience or anything, it's like, dude, like this is what has worked for so long. You know? I actually read like this quote. I actually read this quote on this. Let me try to get it up here. It is, yeah, I think I shared it on my Instagram, but when you develop your opinions on the basis of weak evidence, you mm-hmm. will have difficulty interpreting interpreting subsequent information that contradicts these opinions. 
even if this new information is obviously more accurate. 100%. Because is this Nietzsche? So, or no, who is this? Nassim Taleb. This is Nassim Taleb. Oh, okay. From Skin and the Nietzsche would be a lot darker. Yeah, it, it would be more <laughs> intense than that. But, he, but there's an undisputed like agreement that for millions of years, humans were carnivorous meat eaters that I'm not denying the fact that like when meat was like scarce and we couldn't get it, like fruits and vegetables obviously played a role to keep us alive, but it doesn't mean that they're optimal, you know? So there's an undisputed, undisputed fact that we were eating meat for 2 million years. And now all of a sudden, like what yeah. we, we we've reached a level of complexity that our, our, you know, organism can't handle meats. Like, no, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work. No, no. Out. And also those fruits and vegetables back then were completely different than the genetically modified yeah. foods they are today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's, it's so hard to like compare apples to apples in a way mm. because it's like, well, you know, um, but yeah, I, I just, it's so nerve wracking, Josh, like thinking about like, like, I don't know, we, we talked about this before, but like thinking about the blame on meat, um, for something that like, it doesn't make any sense. Like the least meat consumption we've had, you know, the most processed foods we've ever had, you know, the most cases mm. of diabetes, the most cases of obesity, the most cases of vitamin D deficiencies. And we're trying to blame meat yeah. for all of that. Like, well, it's did, like, it's just shocking. <laughs> did you see that? Um, did, did you see what I posted oh my God. on my Instagram with, with uh, Joe Rogan? <laughs> no, what was it? With him explaining Bill Gates's oh my word i really want to try to play this for you sorry it's so good Please um it, it it's just it's just so good but he explains but it's this is rob wolf and uh diana rogers on um oh Oregon. yes yes yeah so you've seen it yeah okay i won't play it for you now but basically he talks about how you know bill gates obviously pushing for this meatless whatever society that we want to live in but he has this dude exactly with fucking man boobs, a belly, his little stick arms. And yeah. <laughs> like, no, like you cannot be telling me no. that yeah. meat is bad if you look like that. Like, I'm sorry, you just can't do that. It's that's not how yeah. it works. <laughs> that's it's just not, not compelling. How it works. Like, it's honestly no. not compelling. Like, you are literally the case showing us the failure of living on a plant based diet. Mm. He, he it's so true it's like dude like and that's why i say to everyone here meet your heroes in person like just regardless of like everything else was, pun, was the like, pun intended was the pun intended there uh maybe meet your Not heroes really. in person no i know <laughs> okay. meet meet yeah meet your meet no but meet your heroes in person just because like i don't know i think it's a lot different meeting people in real life and like not like seeing what they look like and being like, oh, like this person looks so unhealthy. Like, oh, this person must have had filters all over their face or like, you know, Photoshop going on. Oh my God, I'm next to them and their skin is just awful. Like, I don't even understand. Mm -hmm. So I always say to people, meet your heroes in person. A person that is healthy, like just like emulates health. You know what I mean? Like you can see it in their skin. You can see it in their nails, for example. I'm like showing my nails off. <laughs> They're so long right now. I want to show mine. Um, mine are disgusting from CrossFit. No, no, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I will just say that like there's different things that you can look on a people. And of course, like 
I have the thickest hair I've ever had in my life. I have the best nails I've ever had, the best skin I've ever had in my life. And people are like, dude, you're dying. Like you're going to yeah. die, yeah. you yeah. know? And I'm like, what totally. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You're totally going to die. And it's like, okay, like, cool, cool, cool. And I had someone, cause we eventually want to have kids. But I always bring this up. But I had a friend of mine ask and they're like, are you going to stay carnivore once you become pregnant? And I was like, interesting question, but absolutely. Yeah, like probably going to get even like, more carnivore get, than ever. <laughs> totally. You're going to be like yeah. more strict because you're like, dude, mm. I don't want fucking plastics in there. I don't want, you know, like mm. you have to be even more stringent what you put in your body just because like, anyway, but I was just laughing because I was like, that's your concern that like, you know, I'm eating. So here's the thing. It's fine for people to be vegan and be pregnant. Their babies usually come out underweight which is like, I know people who are vegan that have babies and like they have underweight babies. Um, but like here I am having a diet that is too nutrient dense and people are concerned that mm. me eating a too nutrient dense diet is going to be real, like real crazy for being pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, how, like, I'm just like the, like, it's just so like demonized i guess like it's just, just the sign like, of the yeah it's just the sign of the the level of like sign of the times i guess ma- mass mass brainwashing going on really i suppose um yeah but i imagine when that does happen people will give me so much shit i'm just like it's gonna be like a whole new level of like the for best sure. the best for me there's something so like beautiful in the like silent revenge so 10 years from now when you've had your kid and this kid's growing up and it's fucking six foot seven Thor. and it's it's this <laughs> fucking beast or it's just a nice kid you know dude i think that's it doesn't have to be a kid what i'm saying it can be your own body it can be it can be like for instance i'm seeing the benefits now like that two years ago when i started carnival properly i'm only really seeing the benefits in my training now like the strength that i'm putting out now is the best i've i'm the i'm the strongest i've ever been like it is so rewarding but it's taken so long and i kind of i kind of like that because yeah i didn't take the easy routes of just shoving my face full of carbs all the time because i know that's a short-term strategy like give your give your body time you know and give your your whatever your goals or whatever time give them room to breathe because like what you can achieve in 10 years is like pretty remarkable and then people are going to look back and be like they i guarantee those people are not going to be saying shit when your baby rocks out and it's healthy and... elon elon 2.0 yeah. <laughs> and if it's healthy no, it's yeah. healthy that's all you want you just want a baby that pops out that's healthy and breathing and if you have that that's yeah. a victory like in, in it's all that matters yeah in the olden days if you had a baby that was breathing and healthy that's like a victory like and you were still alive as a mother as well like that's good <laughs> yeah like double yeah. whammy like you you won but exactly. that's that's like the funny thing and you hit on something too is that like people want easy people want the diet that's going to get them to drop weight Sean Baker actually talked about this um on Michaela Peterson's podcast actually I had like an archive moment like listening Um, But he was talking about how he did do the um, low fat, you know, like lean protein diet, like lots of salads, lots of greens before turning to keto and then carnivore. Yeah. And he did lose a substantial amount of weight. 
but he felt like shit, you know? And like, there's other people where they're like, oh yeah, like I just want to like, everyone wants everything now. Like we live in a world where people are very entitled and they're like, kind of like, oh, like I'm lazy. Like, I don't want, I want to take this pill and like lose this weight or I want to, you know, like I want to do this and I can get like, I can lose this much weight in three months you know, so it's just like, just know that, you know, let your goals breathe, I think is so important because mm-hmm. even going a year into carnivore, right. You were saying just now, like you're two years in and you're feeling like the ultimum, ultra, the ultimate, wow, I'm really bad talking this morning, <laughs> that's but a, that's you're just a like the ultimate word. version. Like yeah. Ultimate. <laughs> your ultimate, <laughs> ultimate version of yourself right now, which is awesome. And it takes mm-hmm. time. So people just need to like, kind of like, take a moment and just be like, Hey, like this might not happen, you know, three months from now it might not happen a year from now, but it might happen two years from now. And I have to accept that and just know that this road is a long-term road, mm. you know, like you and I, like, no matter what people say, they're like, Oh, are you going to stay carnivore? Whether, you know, trying to get pregnant or not, or, you know, when you do get pregnant or something. Right. Um, I think that people want to ask us like, so you think you ever go back to like eating normal? And I'm like, absolutely not like no, it's just it, like no like what the i'm so excited what's going to happen six years from now yeah you know what i mean like that, that's what's going to happen a, are we going to be glowing are we going to be glowing yeah that's a but that's a that's a really good point is i've actually been i've been told that a lot like are Me you going to ever go back to eating normal it's like what the fuck like so okay. processed food and cereals. yeah yeah <laughs> like what is normal okay maybe okay you know my diet has evolved over the past two years so i like eat a little bit of avo now and again a bit of berries but really still 90 percent of my calories comes from meats it's like that's not a huge yeah. variation it's like that's nothing you know so yeah oh crazy what, crazy weekend for josh yeah. i don't know what normal is speaking of yeah though, before we end like i had for the first time last night so i went to a friend's uh, house and we had sous vide you know like sean baker does those sous vide yeah. steaks oh i saw yeah yeah i saw your i've story. never I've never had that before. So actually, did they it sear was... it at the end, or did they sous vide it and then sear it at the end? Or what, what sous vide the... for an hour and then sear it, seared it. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty like certain I want to get like a proper sous vide thing because <laughs> it's it's just yeah. it's just damn like easy and it's nutritious and um, yeah. yeah, it looks cool. So I'll no, keep yeah, that no, you definitely should. I liked finding like different ways and everything too. I did want to bring up one more thing before we end. Um, so there have been a lot of headlines now, um, that are like coming out basically saying that the fitness community, the, you know, meat eating community is like alt-right or something. Have you seen these articles on like vice and like the guardian and stuff and like how, how eating meat and like working out is going to make you like a super far right person or something. And it's, it's literally like you read this and you're just like, wait, this is not real. Like you're yeah. like laughing and then you read it further and you're like, oh my God, they are like, lit- like they're like, it's not uh it's not a parody basically, no. you know? So no. I was like reading all this and it's just like, oh my God, like not only are you demonizing meat, you want to demonize the people that eat meat. You want to demonize someone for taking care of their health, healing. You want to demonize someone for working out and not being a fat, lazy fuck. Like, are you yeah. serious? <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to be 300 pounds. So I work out like what I don't want to have mental health issues. So I eat like, you know, single ingredient food. So I just think that is just wild 
that we live in a world which is now demonizing people for self-care and mm. taking hold of their fitness, their health, the food that they put in their body and like actually thinking about it before doing it. But do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? Because I thought that was pretty wild. I would say this podcast is the answer to that because that's the reason why we do what we do is because to explain that, you know, that's definitely not the case, you know, obviously yeah. there are people that, again, train for or do things or eat meats so they could be these influencers on Instagram and it's so cringy. I can't get over it. But we <laughs> we are, in my opinion, we are the, this podcast is the antithesis to that. It's about the real world application of it every single day. You know, we, it's not about the memes. It's not about looking cool. It's not about posing with your steak all the time or no, it's about fucking healing your body so you can become a better person to your spouse or your work colleagues or whatever so yeah i i think you know me well by now i tend to stay away from like the news and things like that so i i did hear i did see like a few stories that, yeah yeah that same, from like same. sean Beck, but that's about as much as i heard but to me the answer is is everything that we do is the answer to that it's to it's it's yeah. to show that there's so much more to it's then, you know, just eating meat or just exercising. There's so much more to. Yeah. And to you can whole. still be on this page too and be like, of, you know, someone that's vegetarian or something. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, mm. we're, you know, it's not all just about the meat, you know, there's just so many other aspects. But I just, I just took, I guess I took offense because I'm like, yo, mm. like, like, it's just, it's just such a weird, crazy idea. And like, hopefully most people don't actually believe a headline like that or an article like that, but you have to admit, like, there are some people that are like, Oh, like, that's so true. Or like, Oh my God, that makes so much more sense. Like I have to be careful being around people that eat meat. It was literally like warning people, like don't hang out with people that work out or like eat meat. And it's like, we we do what? both in excessive quantities so there we go we're trouble <laughs> we are trouble i guess so much oh, trouble so but um yeah so taylor actually one other thing just to mention um so taylor um sent me a like he just sent me something from a new york post and now i'm like cracking up um <laughs> because literally it like blocked me on my internet from doing it but basically like the, the headline you is try like, share your screen Oh, no, you no literally, I can't even, okay. I can't even open the thing right now. Okay. It's so funny. Okay. Like I have different like features, like locked on my computer. Um, side note for people, like I actually have like the oldest MacBook air. Cause yeah, like I thing's running, use that thing's running on fumes. It's, uh, it's ready to give you bet on it. You bet on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Taylor sent me this and uh anyways like i'll look at it later but like literally the headlines is bill gates is turning 43 uh, million dollar mansion is turning into a bachelor pad or something so he probably like heard us talking about bill gates <laughs> but uh but yeah like it's just it's just pretty crazy um but one other thing what was i gonna mention to you oh i went to a festival yesterday so i thought nice. i'd like mention that because like josh and i like we don't completely like I don't know we don't like shutter ourselves away from like the world like we still are social beings and I think being mm -hmm. social is so important for your health but we went to it was like a beer festival which was inside of like another big music festival 
And so wow, festival, went, uh, festival uh, uh, inception, <laughs> festivalception, <laughs> a festival yeah, in the festival, festival inception. <laughs> well, the funniest part was that like we literally, so um, we like did like a like a I guess a pregame where you, like you meet at your friend's house before you all get together and go. And I had like a, a whiskey ginger drink and it was like a sugar-free like ginger ale with like some whiskey in it. And I was like, oh, this is really good. I had one. And then we left and I like, I started feeling like not great from that kind of, I was just like, oh, like this is kind of like throwing me off. And like, usually like I'm pretty like, okay to handle like certain amounts of alcohol. Yeah. So then Taylor, like we get there and Taylor was like, I'm starving. Let's go hit the food trucks. Cause that's like the main reason Taylor wanted to go. And so all the lines for the food trucks were so long. So like we go around the corner and like one of my favorite places called Oye Tavern is like right around the corner. And we just like sat there and like, there was no wait. And it was like happy hour prices. And I was like, this is amazing, you know? And then we tried to go back in to meet up with our friends and the line for like where they were at in like this thing called like the beer festival garden or whatever, where they were, it was like the longest line ever. And we were like, oh shoot. Shit. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not waiting in there to not drink beer. Like, I was like, I want to no. see my friends and I want to <laughs> hang that. out, but like, I'm not waiting like, there to not, not drink beer. <laughs> yeah yeah so I was like crap but anyways we try to like meet up later but the thing is is that like you can still do stuff like I'm very social like mm. and now like we're like we're golfing during the week you know after work we're playing pickleball regularly freaking love pickleball for anyone that doesn't know like if someone asks you to play pickleball go do it it's like 50% laughing and 50% burning calories so <laughs> but there's just That's social you things you can do yeah yeah so and back to movement like that that, that- I love that. Like, it doesn't have to be fucking CrossFit. Like, if your form yeah. of movement is doing that every day, I don't even know how to say it. Picket ball, and pickle ball, like a pickle, like a pickle. Pickle ball, yeah. Okay, pickle yeah. ball. And um, if it's playing tennis or playing golf, whatever, cool. That's like that's that's more than sufficient to get yeah. you moving. So that's totally. cool. I'm glad that we yeah. ended on where we where we started. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a life update. I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is what happened, but. Anyway, yeah, but everyone, like, please, you know, if you can, I'm just going to say this because we need to start saying this, but please like and subscribe if you can. Leave us a comment if there's anything you want us to talk about, but give us a like, subscribe to us, um, and uh, there's definitely going to be more podcasts to come, but yeah. yeah, this was a good one. New, new studio looks dope. Uh, I'm keen for, keen for what's to come from it. Very keen. Very keen. Yeah. Well, cool. Bye, everyone.